How do you know you're measuring what you claim to measure? How do you know the measurement is any good? Measuring data for public policy, particularly in education, is the focus of this episode of Stats and Short Stories, where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me in the studio today are regular panelists, Rosemary Pennington and Richard Campbell from the Department of Media, Journalism, and Film. We have two guests joining us today, both from the education research nonprofit, Education Analytics. Nicole Webster is a research analyst with the organization and Libby Pierce, research manager. Libby and Nicole, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having us. You know, I'd like you to start with a question to try to respond like a really easy one. You know, can you describe (laughs) (laughs) that always scares you, right, to hear somebody starting that way? Can you describe how you know a variable that you're measuring is a is measured in a reliable and valid way? And, And maybe the best way to do that is to give start with an example measurement and then illustrate. The work that I've been doing with education analytics is around a social emotional survey that's given to a large number of students in California's urban school districts. Um, The variables that we like to measure in that survey are uh, students' social, emotional, non-cognitive capacities in growth mindset, self-efficacy, self-management, and social awareness. We believe that those variables are measured accurately by looking at how well the items perform on the survey, looking at the item's difficulty, their discrimination, their neutrality to different age or demographic or English learner status variables, how often the item is skipped, and whether the items hang together in a distinct construct. In reading some of your uh, some of the work that uh, education analytics did, I came across the phrase "potential omitted variable bias." Can you talk about what that is and give me give us an example? Sure. Uh, omitted variable bias introduces uh, different noise factors based on whether a model is correctly specified. Um, one example in the social emotional learning space uh, is. Like if we were to omit English learner status, uh, an SEL growth model, um, we might not see the the outcomes that we're hoping to see when we we don't control for that variable. Uh, for example, the growth mindset items are uh, highly correlated or were highly correlated with reading ability, and mm-hmm. an English learner status may not mm-hmm. have the highest reading ability yet. Um, so looking at how those items respond or are correlated with different variables like English learner status or a student's reading ability is really important um, when making sure that the noise is properly contained in a model. How do you're working with students across age groups from, I think, what, third grade through 12th? Yep. How do you make sure that a measure that works for a 12th grader works for a third grader? And it means the same thing. Yeah. Uh, That's a very fascinating question. We are in the midst of measuring how items perform at different age levels. For example, in social awareness, uh, a fourth grader may think that playing on a playground with someone is being socially aware, whereas a junior in high school may think, I wasn't asked to prom, I must not be very socially aware. So those mm-hmm. two, um, or that in that construct, we're certain that, that items are performing differently over time. And we'll look at average responses and um, different differential item functioning based on uh, how other items are performing at the grade level to, to see 
whether an item is measuring the intended construct as well as it is um, at different age levels. Oh, that's fascinating. Great, great work. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this episode of Stats and Short Stories. Libby and Nicole, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Oh, it was great to have you. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check out statsandstories.net. Be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.